healthcare. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Nearly a two-word review just said, shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the next one. That right there, he is a lot of the Welcome back to the Basement Film Lovers. You are now tuning into yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I am your host, Kevin. As usual, we are so happy to have you down here. I'm going to keep this super brief because I am trying to get out the door to go on vacation. And uh, it's going to be fun. I'm going to be out of the country for about a week or so. But the podcast has to keep rolling. So we got a bunch of these in the can uh, ready to go for you. So, bullet point. Wyoke is one of the best bands uh, in the land, the entire planet that is. Jen Wastner and Andy Stack. Uh, they, we have been like super fans of them for the past uh, decade, I think. However long they've been around, sort of discovered them by accident in a show in Baltimore and have been hooked ever since. Uh, over the years, they have uh, crafted some of, of the best uh, rock and roll or indie rock, ever you want to classify it, that is available out there. Uh, these are two immensely talented individuals that also aren't afraid to experiment. Uh, they have. Sometimes they've lost me. We're going to talk about that. Uh, but mostly it's been, it's been uh, a wonder to see this band grow and 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 be enriched by uh what they're sharing about their their emotions their thoughts and their hearts and and this album the louder i call the faster it runs is is in many ways a pinnacle of, of all the things they've been doing inside and outside of white hope um and it's remarkable so uh assemble a little super team of uh, super fans to talk about it and you're gonna hear us gush about this album for about an hour so um this is really for just people who love my oak, I guess. Uh, but it, it, amazing work. Also, um, we're going to keep it sort of in the family. Washington is down in, in North Carolina. We know about that whole scene. And a friend of the podcast, Mr. Phil Cook, has a new album out called People Are My Drug. A uh, new song called Steam Power Blues. And, uh, and I am personally so happy to have him back. But, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that at the back end of this. And that's it. That's your podcast. Uh, so if you're ready, you got your beverage, get your friend, uh, got your feels, you in touch with your feelings, because you're going to need them for this one. Uh, let's head on down to the basement, join our conversation already in progress. Let me and my friends talking about the remarkable doing album from White Oak, the louder I call, the faster it runs. the whole thing guys stop the tape i'm not ready we don't need you get out we got quorum we got vivian here we got quorum get out let's, let's, it's good that's this good. is the uh this is the first time carrie you and vivian have been on mic together i've never met her before i know i know I'm it's so kind of it's kind of great but like she vivian she was one of the ones who when i sent around uh your thing and she was just like fuck yeah <laughs> Immediately, it was. Uh, I mean, I read yeah. it first, and then I said, yeah. "Rightfully so." And honestly, like, look, I got tired of delivering hot takes on Dowling, and so now, <laughs> now, now you're someone else to do it. Now for there's you. somebody here. Uh, it's kind of an internship, but different. <laughs> what okay. the hot takes? Or yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, we're not here to talk about hot takes or Dowling. Uh, we're here to talk but, about but why. Can I, can I say real quick though that you guys are doing a bang up job on the DC? centric i don't know if people who listen to like this just because of albums you've been on both of them are actually paying attention to the to the like sounds of dc stuff Mm. that you guys are doing but those episodes are really fucking great good yeah i hear stuff i didn't know about and that's why i'm not on them because i don't don't well you have to be on them because that's the whole point i hear stuff i don't know about yeah like literally the the track you bought uh who was it uh echelon the seeker yeah 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 that was that was a crazy ass song that's a crazy (laughs) ass song like and like that's that's the whole point is that we don't get stuck in talking about the same old shit that we always talk about because we're old jaded like music critics which is of course why we're talking about why oak (laughs) because no 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 why oak is um is uh embedded deep in the uh dna of this site, I think it was uh, bef- as the as the site was percolating. Uh, a lot of it is based around conversations with 
that I had with my lady Daria. And uh, one of the bands we went to see once we discovered them was Wyoke. And um, and they've been always sort of like a, a true north on the compass of like yeah. where we can go. Um, and Jen Wassner sat presumably on this couch at some point? Yes, she did. Well, not okay. that couch. The flood happened. But, oh, the pre-flood. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. But, but she did. Uh, I'm, surprised and, and that, that, I'm surprised that the couch that she sat on didn't just like levitate itself like right off the water <laughs> yeah. and save itself. But that's the couch's fault, not hers. Yes, yeah, exactly. And, uh, and, and we'll put that interview in the show notes because, I mean, that was uh, uh, it was uh, a little awkward for me. Uh, there's very few people that I've had down here that uh, that I talked to that qualify as hero worship, and she was one of them. Do you feel like oh, lower dens? Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like Chris Farley talking to Paul McCartney? Yeah, was that? Yeah, <laughs> was that I, I, I really did. But but you know what? You know what broke the the broke it up was Gus jumping on her lap, and then Gus just stood in the table between us is yeah. when is when we're a different arrangement. I and remember, Gus, I remember hearing that. Yeah, moment. And, and, yeah. and Gus was just literally like looking at both of us, like, "Come on, you guys got to get your shit together. It's boring." So that's what we did. Um, Pulled together, Dad. It was fun. And it was a great show. That was for Flock of Dimes. It was. Uh, but this is her band, Wyoke, uh, made up of, of, of the aforementioned Jen Wassner, Andy Stack. They used to be in Baltimore band, uh, but they have since moved on from there. Uh, Andy moved out to, I think, Portland is where he's at now. Uh, Jen Wassner is a friend of Sylvanesso and is down around hanging out with also, them. Also basement veterans. No. No, they—they they are Nick is. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Both of them. Have, we're working on that. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, but um, th- you know they have six albums under their belt. When we discovered them, and I and I don't say we like introduced them to the world. Just personally, we discovered them. Uh, it was very much a guitar-based band. Uh, if Children in two thousand seven, then not in two thousand nine. Uh, that was sort of the. The underground years in 2011, they hit Civilian, and that was their first record on Merge Records. Um, that was probably when I became aware of them. I think. Yeah, the, yeah, and, and it was when a lot of people, you know, because became, they, the uh, Civilian, the song Civilian was actually in the trailers for the original uh, Walking Dead miniseries. No shit. If you believe that, yeah, and it was uh, it was like super powerful, and it was it yeah it just it, it made sense. Uh, yeah. The their songs are. I've always been highlighted by first of all Jim Walter's amazing voice, but but the musicality that these two possessed and and what has now borne out where they're able to go with their ideas is uh you don't see it that often. There's a there's a reason they're successful. Yeah. There's a reason they're this successful and and everything. I mean there's like, a level of tension and drama that's always in their yeah. music too. That's yeah. like that's just you don't just you don't you you don't just. But that's that. writing. That's not that's just writing, and that's what we're yeah. going to get into, okay. and that's good writing. Yeah, right. Uh, segment the form, but uh, they are they are after uh, Shriek, which I, I didn't love. Uh, there was a shift from the guitar based stuff to the more synth based stuff, uh, and and then Tween, which accurately describes now between Shriek and uh, mm-hmm. the latter, I call the faster uh, it runs. Um, they've, I think, now grown into their form for the next few years. Like, we got to see their evolution play out. It's a hallmark yeah. of, like, Baltimore bands, DC DIY bands. Like, you get to see it play out, like, in real time if you pay attention. And, uh, and, uh, we're gonna start with a track that she just wrote a essay about that deals with anxiety and depression and creation and stuff which are things that are near and dear to my heart and stuff that we actually talked about uh, but the track itself is is one of the best things they've done uh, in years maybe in their career but uh, this is life work. Oh, and 
uh, Jen Wastner, uh, uh really burying her soul. There's an essay right now up on, on whyoakmusic.com uh, talking about uh, a lot of it is what a lot of us had thought or felt lately, at least a lot of what I know of you guys have, have thought, you know, how... Uh, I've never experienced self-doubt before, so you're going to have to. <laughs> That's obvious by your uh, opinions of Casey Musgraves. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, not just self-doubt, but understanding how lucky uh, we are to be alive, uh, regardless of how bad it gets, regardless of how bad it goes. And, and, and as, I mean, even with anxiety, you you look at things uh, a little more aggressively. <laughs> things are more of a threat, and, and and that's not a good way to look at things. And when you can have somebody, which she clearly did, uh, which is what the essay is about, say, what if you just looked at it like this? That's a life-changing thing. And, and lifer is, I think, well, I know it's a response to that, but I think the the meaning of that is like, oh, I I need to keep on living, even if you're not. And and this is, these aren't suicidal thoughts; these are just like you can get in a place where you don't understand why you're going on. People had a lot of anxiety. I mean, just in general, there is a lot of anxiety and a lot of depression, no matter who is in charge of government and no matter what you're seeing online and no matter what sorts of comment feeds you're reviewing. And, and it's, it's just something that is part of like the human, the human course. And when, and it's exhausting, whether you are thinking about suicide, whether you're just thinking about how awful things are, all of that is the most exhausting, just overarching, horrible feeling. And where we are right now, it's magnified by 25,000. And this this song to me kind of hit me as a giant exhale. Like, you can finally just, you listen to this and you can listen to it again. And then you can listen to it a third or fourth time. And you can kind of just start to like let that air back out where you realize how tense you've been. You know what? Things are, it's okay. Which is interesting because this band has always been about catharsis. Mm. The songs are build up. Like it's all build up. And then there's either been an explosion of, they have, they have stages, right? Yeah, they yeah, have and, like, and yeah. a buildup of guitar noise, uh, and then a letdown. I mean, it's she is, uh, but through her own words, like just has studied the form of songwriting, tension and release. You yeah. know, the th- yeah. doing three acts in a song, like di- c- writing correctly, not not just being like, "Here's my emotions." Here's my Joe lied when he when I cried. <laughs> you know, throwing that out there. <laughs> Uh, but 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 about actually making being responsible to the fact that you're putting out a a three minute or five minute or however minute story into the world or maybe a concept of an album in the world and all those need to make sense they can't just be meaningless like pop fluff no matter how poppy it is flock of dimes is poppy as shit but it is uh it's got meat to it it's got weight to it uh it's got and Wyok has always had weight to it. Yeah, and there's a quality to the to the um, to her vocals in particular, and and it's sort of the timbre, and it's this breathy, smoky quality that she brings. That's kind of like um, for those of us who are who are the olds, so uh, Vivian, present company excluded. Um, there's that sort of cocktails and the, and Kim Deal yeah. and like all these other things that are being evoked, um, and 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 part of the there's like an artsy component to that. There's like a cabaret component to that almost um, that, that they really deploy very well. And I think, and I think part of that is how they use her vocals in the mix, which is, which is that the lyrics aren't really front and center, right? This is, this is music that's about feeling sounds more mm-hmm. than it is about feeling words in particular. For me, like the, the lyrics are important on that particular song, but it is also the harmonics and that they have, have to fight to get to them. Like you have right. to fight through the music yeah. to get to the words. But, right? And there's these yeah. chromatics like, and, yeah. and the transition of the chromatics is what to me is kind mm-hmm. of like, a, oh my gosh, I can relax mm-hmm. and like melt into this song. That's right. what really stuck out to me about the album, too, is l- even listening to it all the way through. I think it flowed really well and kind of brought that out more, especially from each song. Like, I think it made each song stick out more because the album flowed so well one song after another 
And you, you don't have too much experience with them, right? No, no, yeah. This is the first album that I've listened to by them. And first time. So where do you them. where do you place this? Because like obviously mm-hmm. I have a history. We all have history with them. Like where do you place this in? In uh, I guess modern we've got forty music. pounds of baggage we're dragging around. <laughs> yeah, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I, the family like, tree for this music begins in 1987. <laughs> like, I, ho- I hope to get. We're in, wearing I, like our collar sweatshirts, I, and they're all beat to shit. I, I hope to at least like catch up with them when they come through DC again. But like the hero worship didn't end when like we got the interview done. It was like fuck. I just talked to this yeah like, right you this just, artistic just hero of mine. It's like yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, I kind of, it, I don't, like, do you mean genre-wise, or? Well, genre-wise, but, like, where do you think it sits in, like, as you experience modern music? Mm-hmm. Like, where is this, who, which came from, like, you know, the late 2000s were a big indie explosion. Mm-hmm. And and they definitely rode that. And, and now we're not there anymore. This is, they're not, they're not, like, selling out the anthem. Right. They're yeah. not selling, but. So they're not like a legacy act. They're still actually really vital. But but I think that's why it works is because it's not just for like selling out. Yeah. It's I think this is something that I would listen to in a variety of moods. But mm-hmm. especially when I'm like being thoughtful about something. Yeah. Just because it's such a like you were saying, there's such a buildup in some of the songs and then it just feels really cathartic to listen to Yeah, because it's so diverse. Well, the, the aesthetic of it too is just so well done. And so, and it has this quality that's like herky jerky and sort of like, they're sort of like you, you get the feeling like when new sounds are introduced, they're not like smoothed in. They're just sort mm-hmm. of like all of a sudden they're just like, oh, and the synth is in the mix. Right. And this other thing is going to happen now. Mm-hmm. And it has this this like this anxious quality to it. And then the, and then Which the album is a little is, new for them. Yeah. Right. 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 That that sort of that 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 level of like um, feeling like twitchy or something mm-hmm. like that. And then you go to the song title and and, and what the album what they're actually what the music evokes, which is. Which is, I feel like, kind of being, it's, it's a feeling of, like, resignation or something, right? It's this, yeah. it's a sense of futility. Mm-hmm. But, it's, but, it's, but it's not a sense of, like, therefore you don't fight, which is the point of lifer, right? Like, yeah. like sure, the, the, like, I'm trying to catch this thing, and it's going to keep running faster, and I'm going to have to keep running faster to, and yelling louder to try to catch it, and I'm probably never going to catch it. Well, and fu- futility was in vogue in like 2009. Like, yeah, get as dark as you can turns get. Out, turns out, turns out that it, things come back to a theme. Sort of timeless. Uh, there's also a lot of underlying sounds in this that are that are like it's some almost like someone's whispering in the background. Like starting yeah. from the very oh, yeah. opening, like tuning is 37 seconds. Is the intro? It's the intro track. It's That's not a, a weird, song. It's a weird choice to put that there. It's right? it to me. It's not. It's almost because it's if you just throw this on. And you have a, you cannot have this on as background music. It yeah. really, mm-hmm. when it starts in with just the, the ambient noise, and then there are layers and layers of noise thrown in, and then there's this whispering, like almost like skittering in the background, and it makes you lean in and like try to figure out mm-hmm. what are what is going on here, and it really kind of I think it pulls you in, and then the when it starts launching into the instrument, and then louder I call. It's not driving so much as pulling you along with it. Like the whole time I was listening to this yeah. album, I felt like I was kind of like running alongside of it, yeah. looking at it and wanting to be a part, but it was not like driving me toward anything. I just, it's such mm-hmm. a, a fabulously put together album and um, it has these like ebbs and flows. And it reminded me, Kevin's going to sneer, but it reminded me a lot of what Yaysayer used to do, where it would really yes, pull you no, forward. Yaysayer yeah. used to be awesome. I know, Yaysayer did used to be awesome. But the thing is, is that Yaysayer used a lot of vocal mechanics to make the vocals evocative. Yeah. And you don't need that at all with Jen Wassner, because her stuff is just so, like her lyrics are so amazing. And her voice is so amazing that you don't need that. But that ebb and flow um and the the pulling along and the attractiveness of the songs it's it's not driving you somewhere it's just that's that's a really dragging you with it that's a really good take carrie i have i have i have i have have no quibbles with anything you just said i don't how am i getting that on t-shirt i have no quibbles that's just well done and and i think i think what makes the the lyrics the imagery and everything on this so amazing is that there's no um 
it's it's really not flowery language. You know, the Lifer is not the only song. We're going to play the song here in a, in a second. Uh, <laughs> We're doing a lot of talking. <laughs> yeah, that that is also about, it, about anxiety. I mean, <clears throat> but we live in an anxious world, and it, and especially if you're an anxious person, that, that's what you're going to talk about. Speak for yourself, Kevin. Okay. <laughs> As I've established, I've never experienced self doubt. So, <laughs> if you're anybody except the warden, uh, then, then then you can relate to to uh, anxiety and and uh, and you could before, man. Just because like we're in the age of Trump doesn't like yeah, it is the worst darkest timeline. But it's not like there wasn't bad shit before. Yeah, it doesn't like all of a sudden reboot. Maybe it activates a little the human experience and how we express ourselves, and maybe it triggers people a little more. Uh, well, it's really it's really cool that this seems to be just an album that's like it's a Y Oak album with like ang- the anxiety level dialed up. Yeah, right. It's just sort of a like no 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 you're still alive you're still doing you're, you still have to go to the grocery store you still have to do all these things just because everybody but else is angry right. doesn't make mean you, feel, you can't but, also but, be anxious but, but, but we're gonna <laughs> make, we're gonna make you feel we're gonna make you twitch yeah like and, and like, I, it's there it's present but like in the meantime sure and if if nuclear war doesn't break out like you still need shit in your fridge. <laughs> So you got to go to the store. You got to, you got to like, you got to. While you're at the store, buy a couple of extra canned goods for your bomb box. But keep on like, go through the motions, people. Uh, But this is one one example of that uh, symmetry, and and it almost is like a mantra. To me, it feels like a panic attack. Uh, But I mean, it may it may not be that. Uh, But I mean that in a good way because there's no eloquent way to express it except for maybe this. Symmetry is so appealing, and he breaks into some disjointed, broken synth breakdown. Like for me, that is, um, yeah, that I uh, I relate to that more than I should. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Well, not not even more than I should. I have I have anxiety, so I symmetry is appealing. There's times when you have anxiety uh, where you have to whether you like it or not, have to like count out things. You have to do things, you know, a very extreme form of that is like autism, you know, where yeah. it, re- repetition matters rep- and, and patterns matter. Uh, uh, just routines matter. And to capture that in a song like that. And then literally like she's breaking it up and like, like it's there, but it's also, so chaotic, you're like, fuck, what am I doing? Well, well, well there's there's a weird, like, post-human quality almost yeah. to the sound in a way that's not forced in, like, a shitty yeah, Radiohead sure. kind of way. But, like, in a... <laughs> uh, I, yeah, don't you I, try to slide I, that I, in there. I have there. to get my Radiohead digs in. But, 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 but no, there's a, there's a way in which... 911? <laughs> I would like to report <laughs> a murder. <laughs> okay, computer is a B plus. There, I said it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Still murder. <laughs> Zealot, no. get the fuck out. No, that, that's exactly, it's, yeah, faint praise for Radiohead. Uh, no, uh, um, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, this, this quality here, and, and, and it does, I think, like Carrie said, it just, it just pulls you in in a way that's just so, like, the minute I put any song of the, so unlike the Casey Musgraves album, where mm-hmm. I was saying, you know, I can equally distribute 
that entire that entire album across 12 playlists mm-hmm. and there's like one song for each playlist um here it doesn't if you pull anything out it's sort of like if i heard any song from this alone i would be like i want to go back and dive into the whole album and i want to be in in the mood and in the vibe that the album creates because it does it does pull you in it does make you want to like react physically and um and that's just a, that's just a, a really huge accomplishment when you know given given the the strain of indie that this is inhabiting which is something i don't really react to um right and i think i think you and i are like that kevin and that this is sort of like this sort of, this sort of like yeah, fuck hits, indie rock i, I mean right i mean, I it, mean... It, it checks all the boxes for stuff that we would normally ignore but this yeah. album has an urgency to it that that really uh is appealing that's so. like i mean her voice has always been this like really kind of a breathless airy quality to this high clear That's, yeah and it and it has to it really has to be that way to balance with these super heavy synths that they've got going since like 2014 forward mm-hmm. because if you had her singing at full range like for example com- in comparison to casey musgraves where they don't do anything to her voice she just sings it's pure it's clean it's loud um if you took jen wasner's voice and allowed it to be full strength Mm-hmm. And you put it on top of those synths, you'd basically just be listening to a sonic brick. Like you wouldn't even be able to get right, through the songs. Yeah, right. Her voice just floats on top of all of these songs. Um, and one of the ones that I wanted to hear later will um, kind of encapsulate that. But it's but you can tell it even through the heavier songs like Symmetry. Her her vocals are just so well orchestrated and so well done. Well, it's it's a level of songcraft that they have. Um... Is a bold move that they took from civilian to street because they had an audience. Yes, right, right. I don't think they were prescient of the fucking indie rock sentiment that was coming, <laughs> but they certainly like got ahead of it. Well, well part um, of it, and <laughs> yeah, and, and, and so what they've sort of rolled into. I think intentionally is what a lot of you can't say indie, but like alternative pop maybe is going to be going forward. I mean, they're, look, they're on Merge. That's an independent label. Yeah, but they aren't the biggest label. But they are—they are the label that most people know. If you're gonna, if like you're gonna Merge look, or Matador. Yeah, Merge or Matador. Those are the two you know. Yeah, yeah. So. So Mat- the- Matador, who quoted me on Twitter today, not, yeah. that, I'm, not that I'm bragging, but it is. Uh, <laughs> Just sort of drop a, that in a mild, there. A mild high point. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like when the Nationals closer uh, replied to my comment about Pantera. I was, was a big deal. I was a big deal. Just the two. Just the yeah. two. Um, how else are you internet famous? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, turns out I'm not, but 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 I am going to change my Twitter name to Sadwardo just in case. I thought it was any, in case anyone's wondering. I thought it all no, was. no, but 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 there there was some discussion about where Sadwardo came from, and I and it's I was from like, Kevin, and I was like, like no, 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 uh, uh, it, it, it it originates in this basement, but I was like, no one knew that I cried as much as I do when they named me. It's not. <laughs> It's are you saying? Are you saying you cried at this album? It's is not that, because not added. not to, not to this album, but uh, but but not yet, not yet. But it, it'll it'll my, happen. My, my, the point that I was trying to make is that they have they're ahead of the curve. This whole album feels ahead of the curve. This feels. Like, I don't know what's coming. We we know. Look, look in twenty eighteen, uh, music yeah. music is kind of bullshit from from my perspective and from like a. A critic's perspective from people who are are in the biz, as they say, uh, there's not a lot of good shit coming down, and the good shit is totally unexpected, totally unexpected. The the everything's fine album, yeah. That we just it'll, I'm excited for that. Yeah, I, have, I haven't heard the thing yet, so yeah, we we reviewed it. Now it'll be if you're here listening, this will be a couple of weeks ago. Uh, totally unexpected. There's no like that that exists in 2018 is is fucking wild the four or five songs of it that are out right. are just batshit crazy already and so as much as i love why oak like the fact that they could put out like a vital album like this in 2018 is completely wild to me because but it said it speaks to what i always knew about them i was like yeah that, that's the initial hit of why you got blown away when you saw just the two of them on stage i think they tore the four piece now huh. it was like 
what is he doing? He's drumming with one hand and playing keyboards with another, and she's shredding on guitar, but I'm seeing a band that like is supposed to shred, and she just out-shredded them. What is... What's happening here? Well, to that end, I have a I sort of have a question for Vivian because mm -hmm. I feel like we've been crowding around because we're you know old and nostalgic, yeah. and this song gives us feels. Uh, this music gives us feels. But how do you how do you how do you see you know uh, you come from like a very sort of hip hop dominant kind of mm -hmm. musical set of interests, right? And mm -hmm. that's sort of that's sort of where you live and spend most of your time. Mm -hmm. So how do you how do you see this album? playing into like your music listening over the next couple of years and who do you mm -hmm. see like sharing it with and reacting to it like is yeah. it just a neutral thing where like anyone you know who shares your musical interests you think would react to it or yeah. is it a subset of people that yeah would react to it i think that i don't know i mean yeah because i do listen to mostly hip-hop but my interests also kind of change based on parts of the music that i like and the feeling of the music that like I'm the texture feeling. that would like the sense yeah. and the way they use the sort of right, the electronic yeah. sounds here yeah would, would pull like you in. there was this i can't remember what song it was because i was just listening to it back like through the album but there was this one song where i heard this sound it was like a drum sound that is so familiar from hip-hop and it really stuck out to me because I wouldn't expect it just from what I was listening to from the rest of the album. And so that's something that I think really stuck out to me just just because it was surprising. But I think also compelled me to listen to it more. So is but it I, something that you yeah. that you'd pull apart for, for like for yeah. parts? Yeah. And, and you'd sort of be like, these, yeah. are, these are tracks that you would want someone else to do something with? Yeah. Or okay. is that, is that so, how you... <laughs> that's the thing. I think I will do that. But it. That also makes me a little sad because just listening to it all the way through is such a different experience, right. I think. And with any album, I think that that is mostly the case where you should just listen to the whole thing. Because I don't think albums but, are dead. Yeah. I, I think this album actually says right. albums are dead. Is, 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 <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't think... I. That makes me sad because my favorite thing is just to have an album that fits together perfectly yeah. which i really yeah. like it's like having a new friend yeah. <laughs> right it, it really is just, like when yeah. you find one album that you yeah. can listen to all the way through yeah. you're just like oh my god that just happened and then it comes yeah. on on shuffle and it ruins the entire thing <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> I, i've seen why oak probably 10 to 15 times live because mm -hmm. i love seeing them live and i was really excited to hear this album because i can tell you that as many times as i have seen them live every time i listen to their recorded music Mm -hmm. Not a single thing sticks in my head. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you a single track off of any of their previous five albums. But this I am going to come back to. And this is probably going to end up on my... Mm -hmm. I mean, given the year that we're having, I, I, this will probably end up on my top ten. Because mm -hmm. it is just yeah. so well crafted and so put together. It's been a great month for lady music. Yeah. With this and Casey <laughs> well, this, this may be the year. I need to listen let, to this let, Casey let's, hear, let's hear a track now. Uh, and this is this is one of, one of... There's two that we want to play before we get out of here. Uh, but this is Carrie. You, uh, it, it particularly resonated with you, and um, you of all people. They will make mistakes with us, confuse the audience with their work, and hold the So besides being uh, the track being amazing, and besides it reminding me of uh, Thompson Twins, which it sounds nothing like, 
but it, it is the best of 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 eighties music. Like where you had people that nobody heard. One hundred twenty minutes wasn't around, guys. MTV was barely around, and it, and it was just like is the band you found after you like saw Take on Me video, uh, and you know you're like also a reference to Tintin, which you know, yeah I grew up reading the Tintin, Tintin. books. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. only a little bit racist. So- but, but yeah. just like the three books out of the yeah. twenty were horribly racist. Oh, so that makes also, it okay. No, I'm, I'm really all of them were subtly percent yeah. racist. They were, they were they were Belgian. I mean, looking at you, Spielberg. It's worth remembering. It's worth remembering that, that, that so 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 Belgium actually the king owned the Congo, right? It, it didn't belong to the country. It was owned by the king. So yeah, okay. that's why you have Tintin in the back Congo. To the back to the musical. Stand course, stand target. Uh, also, it, the Thompson twins, not twins, because their last names were spelled. Yes, for a later right? podcast. For and there were three of them. <laughs> and, and there were three of them. Yeah, yeah. And just a lot of things. Yeah, yeah and a lot of things. But um, but, but carry on. Uh, but in listening <laughs> to that, I was actually thinking about uh, our friend Andrew Shepard from Rocco mm. Ghost Choir. Yeah. And the route that they are taking, that band has, uh, it, it, well, it's still around, but like some members have left and they're figuring it out, but Andrew's the core. But the songwriting is what brought us into and why we're friends with them now. And he's, he's often exploring a lot of the same topics from yeah. a very, from a very different perspective. Andrew's yeah. a dude who grew up in Deland, Florida. So, um, but, that uh, what hits people about Roadkill is the emotional uh, honesty and the resonance. And, and at least for a few minutes, you feel like you're with that person. And that's how a song's supposed to work, right? Yeah. When I'm listening to this, it's like, I feel like that particular song is like a masterclass in how you put together an album and a song. Mm-hmm. And to um, mm-hmm. the, like the whole listening to this album as a whole, the whole first three quarters of it are just this onslaught of synthesizers and some dissonant noise and... Which can distract. Which get, Right, but it also, you're kind of pulling along and then all of a sudden you get to this. But it quiets down at the end. The yeah. whole, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the last wow. quarter just kind of like is very soothing and this is like you have these like that deep bass drum that's and like mm. a little bit of synthesizer that's putting this framework for her to just drape her voice over. And it's like, whereas every other thing that her voice has been balanced with, they just pull all the music back and then it's just her voice with the lilts. And it's just such a beautifully soothing song after all that other well, stuff that's we, come out. Because we know too, and something we've been discussing lately is the voice is the key into mm-hmm. any song, the key into any art. And singing is a kind of acting. Well, if you hear the very, if you listen to that song all the way to the end, there's like this, um, there's like a, a this off kilter piano that just drops in right yeah. at the very end, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's Absolutely. just sublime. It's so yeah. like perfectly put in, like a lime on a really good bourbon, <laughs> 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 which you should have if you're depressed. <laughs> yeah, I mean for sure, but but yeah, to that point, singing is a form of acting. Like, uh, not only is Wasner. And and Andy Stack, I mean, look, he, his contribution to all this cannot be understated. Like there isn't a Y Oak without Andy Stack. Uh, this creative partnership uh, has yielded some of, to my mind, some of the most exciting indie rock period. I mean, if, look, man, even back in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, nine, like it was getting tired, and then and you see this come it, along, it, and you're like, what? Well, this, well, this, well, this type of album recontextualizes. Yeah. So, so, so for me, like, Y Oak is a band that I've always enjoyed, but I've never really, really connected with an with an album of theirs until this one. Oh, interesting. And and so and and like and again, like I like I don't have I've I've never been uh, critical of their output. It's just always been good right like in a in a way that like i didn't i didn't particularly connect with and and in some respects like this for me even though the music is pulling me in this is still ultimately like a hard album for me to connect to on some level there's something have you have you seen them i've not seen them 
See, I, I think, and Gary's shaking her head. Yeah, I, is I, that the, I, is that the thing? Yeah, because because I've always felt like their music, like it, it's it's sort of like is kicking back at me in some way that they are so amazing and so evocative live, and that's what I was saying earlier is that it's always kind of I feel like it's a moral failing on my part or a personal failing that I've seen them live so many times because every time they come, I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to go see uh, Y Oak, and I've seen Flock of Dimes a bunch of times too, mm-hmm. but I just cannot. A connect connect with any of their yeah. actual output in terms of listening to their albums again and again. Um, but this I am going to come back to multiple times and I can't wait to see this live because I know how good they are on stuff that I find a little bit distant from me. Well, Carrie, I can't wait to see that show with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. And, and, but I think to see them is that, I mean, that is the, uh, that's I cannot the the show that I saw with Doria where we first were like who the fuck is this band like is one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. Hmm. They're set like and I've seen a lot. <laughs> I've seen a lot of fucking shows <laughs> and, and 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 so like it's really for me it is and part of the reason why I didn't like Shriek and tween. Uh, enjoyed better but um that's them executing and then this has been them growing i think uh so i know what they are capable of and then i'm impatient it's not that it's any of the any of the material since civilian has been bad at all it's just like i i'm impatient like i know what you guys can do like i've seen it i've seen it multiple times and uh this again feels more like, like on that song, on um, Lifer feels more like, oh, yeah. We're we're out of Dowling's emotional chrysalis. <laughs> People are really confused when they when they realize that <laughs> this isn't the same episode as Casey Musgraves. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I want to play one more song uh, here. Uh, this is Join. This is it's it's close to closing out the album, and uh, yeah, it's great. feels about that look that is uh that that, that, that's a high watermark for yo so good that's yeah that's a that's a that's a roll credits song right like that's a like um i actually have in my notes that this entire album is like basically just snippets for soundtracks for the most well curated movies ever and it's like yeah. oh, nice. join yeah. join is missing one twilight movie from being the <laughs> end credits of like <laughs> a great soundtrack but like louder a call if you listen to the first 30 seconds of that yeah. that is the train scene from risky business but each of these oh, wow. like, no and i don't mean that in a bad way necessarily it's just like they have really like pulled... tangerine dream no evangelist <laughs> Vangelis, this whole is it Vangelis? It's it, it Vangelis. There's a lot of there's a lot of Vangelis in this. There's a lot of soundtrack worthy yeah. for good soundtrack. If you want me to play Chariots of Fire, <laughs> which I still remember. I'm thinking more. I it's more. It's more Blade Runner than than oh, Chariots of Fire. Right. Know your Vangelis. Right, Get to know I your can't. better Vangelis. You, you know that. That, uh, that is normally a uh, lazy. Comp to any synth oriented music, but in this case, I'm like, 
Yeah, that's fucking right on. Well, because it's cinematic, right? It, it's, yeah, it's, exactly. No, I'm did saying... Did you it, just say, no, in I just any said, other respect, that would be lazy? That's like a backhanded smack. It's not. Whoa. No, it's not. It, it's not. That's like all a right, Marcus right. Dowling-style right, burn. All right, you two. All right, you two. <laughs> sort, sort this out on mic. Go. No, it's it, it's it would only it, matter if I paid attention to what Kevin says, or if he paid attention to what I say. So we're even. No, it's saying that's a genius like <laughs> comp to it because like you, you you shouldn't go to that comp. Like most times you're gonna be like, of course, like yeah, you got Vangelis or Tangerine Dream or whatever and stuff. But because nobody can do that, they and can they do, do that. and they do it so well, and they add the vocals to it yeah. so well, and that's yeah. where where they are a band. Yeah. It's not just. Jen Wasner and some dude she knows. Yeah. Like, that is a band putting those songs True. together. True. Yeah. We try to do sometimes criticism here, but sometimes these things turn into uh, just sort of standing, gushing <laughs> adoration. Just fanboys with our work. I mean, because you should, you should hear what we say off mic. Like, like we were just, like yeah. everything we were just saying off mic about the song was was basically like unadulterated gushing. Yeah, about every I wish there were more words for pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it is, and that's uh, that's rare and special when an album like that comes along. Uh, it's actually not a lot of, and it's well, 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 well. So it's sonically arresting, and then and then again, like like we were sort of saying about like the weird the, the way they treat vocals. Is that what what comes out at you? The two, the the lines that stick out are some sense of that this isn't natural and that only human hate could pro- produce this environment. Yeah, I think this right? also really follows um, the ones that we were talking about earlier, like symmetry in the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, Lifer. Yeah, yeah. I think that it follows that really well because it kind of has a really compelling way of introducing like a the word very unnatural like you were saying kind of sense like it just makes me it's like a dissonant a sort of yeah, yeah. Where it calls your it, but it demands your it, attention right yeah like, and it make it kind of like is jarring in a way compared to songs like join at the end where it's all very predictable in certain ways yeah um but that's what i really like about this especially given the kind of theme of anxiety and stuff like that because it kind of makes me feel a little anxious to listen to that well i like how this is in like sort of the first half of the album and then Mm -hmm. you end up with join at the end Mm -hmm. should have been the last song but it's not but where you end up with that calming at the end so you can actually put the album down Mm -hmm. and not feel like you've got to dive right back into that yeah yeah but it does but 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 there's a weird way in which like the overall vibe of this album is sort of like I, i i think about um performers and how they have to go from being people like us who have these kinds of who who like talk to people mm-hmm. in, in normal ways and then you have to and go like, to the grocery the yeah and then and <laughs> do then, target and then, runs uh, well and then, and then and then the lights go on and you have to be like and 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 we've yeah. seen so like i think i think about our friend louis weeks mm-hmm. and um how you talk to him and he's one sort of person and then he has to perform and then he has to do these other sort of david burnish mm-hmm. things happening and so this album like makes me want to like put on a kimono and like wear makeup or something for like 40 minutes <laughs> and then i'm like well that's done <laughs> so now it, now i'm gonna take off my like weird eyebrow details we're, we're bringing back we're, dude, we, we have not been rating albums but we are bringing it back we are i'm not sure what any other metrics are but makes you want to put on a kimono for 40 minutes wow second that's I, that's about it. That's that's all we can do. That's all we can do. Uh, if you are not inspired to uh, go out and listen to Why Oaks Letter I Call the Faster It Runs, it is our fault. Go out and buy it. <laughs> buy it. Buy it. Pay some Why Oaks the Louder I Call, The Faster It Runs, is available everywhere you can buy records, put out by uh, the good folks at Merge Records. It's been their label for a little while, and, uh, and uh, you know, man, just good good people supporting 
good people slash artists doing uh, making great art is uh, is what it is all about. So uh, so congrats to them. Hope hope we didn't gush too much, uh, but uh, I I for one deeply love this band, and I think everybody that's uh, on our team pretty much does because they're amazing. Um, speaking of amazing, it's hard to believe back in 2015, all the way back then, uh, a guy named Phil Cook put out this album called Southland Mission. Uh, at the time, when we reviewed that album, uh, we basically had uh, a lot to drink, and uh, it, it felt hyperbolic a little bit, but uh, in hindsight, it wasn't at all. We, we said it was uh, it said it was one of the greatest uh, Americana albums of all time. Uh, I will stand by that, uh, mainly, uh, well, <laughs> because it is, but, uh, you know, Phil Cook's career has been filled with uh, playing in different bands, megaphone, shouting matches, uh, sort of circling that that Bonnie Vare crowd. Uh, he's very much a part of that, him and Justin are friends. And uh, and he has always strove to, to use that platform to put positivity into the world, uh, working with people like Blind Boys from Alabama. And uh, we actually had a chance to talk to him in one of my favorite interviews we've ever done of all time. Uh, it was just, uh, he's just an uplifting dude is what I'm saying. So it's no surprise that uh, his new album coming out in June would be called People Are My Drug. And it is, uh, spoiler, it is ama- it's an amazing album. Uh, he, has, he has outdone himself. I didn't know what to expect for the follow-up to Southland Mission, but but uh, yeah, yeah, Phil, you killed it, uh, and uh, and this is the first single from it. So if you're ready to get taken to church, um, and, and I mean that in the very best way, uh, let's dig into a little steam power blues from Phil Cook's upcoming album, "People Are My Drug." Thank you. 
I say hallelujah. It is, uh, it is so good to have Mr. Cook back uh, on the airwaves. And um, he's going to be coming through D.C. and your town in the spring or early summer. I highly suggest you get out and see him. We, I can't remember if it was right before inauguration or right after the election day, but needless to say, people here in D.C. were uh, were mostly leveled. And he played a set with his good friend uh, MC Taylor of His Gold Messenger, a uh, band which he is also a part of. And uh, Phil opened the set solo and had uh, the entire audience at a bar here called the Rockman Hotel uh, pretty much in tears. It was beautiful. It was generous. It was uh, it was exactly what we needed. I've thanked him many times for that, and I'll thank him again. That was uh, it was an amazing uh, moment for all of us there. And uh, and I think this song and this record captures a lot of what happened that night and uh, and has happened to all of us in the meantime. So look forward to that. We're definitely going to be talking about it, and hopefully we're going to be catching up with him uh, when he's here in D.C. And that's it. We're out of here. Um, hope you liked what you heard. I hope you get out and get these two albums. Wyoke is out now. Phil Cooks is out later on in the year. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a radio message there. Blah, blah. Google Play, Mixcloud, Stitcher. We're on Spotify. That's pretty cool, I guess. Um, and uh, always out there covering live music are Matt Condon, Mauricio Castro, Avery Junius. They're out there every night uh, aiming their lens at the best that rock and roll uh, brings to DC uh, for you to see and to experience it uh, through their eyes. They do an amazing job. Uh, we are hosted by Pippa. If you want a podcast, go to pippa.io. Give them a few bucks, and they will, they will set you up. You got to have the mics, the, uh, the 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 laptop, and and most of all, the the good idea, um, the good vibes, if you will. Don't put don't don't make a hateful podcast. Make a, make a good podcast, something that enriches the world. But uh, if you do that, they will help you out. And they, we've been with them for about a year and a half. They're amazing. And last but not least, Mr. Jamal Gray, Aquatic Gardener. There's music you hear underneath here. Uh, that's it. We are out of here. I am back to the beach on my vacation. And uh, we'll talk to you in a few short days. Until then, be good to your ears, but be better to your people. See you later. Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>